Welcome back everyone to another Merch Conflict. Before we get into this action-packed, apple-filled podcast, let's take a quick break to thank our amazing sponsor this week, Sync Fusion. Yes, that's right, Sync Fusion, the same company you know and love that we've been talking to you about for about 17 billion years because they make amazing components for every single application on the planet. Charts, graphs, Kanban boards, whatever you want, effects, little things that light up your application that make it look beautiful. Syncfusion has it. No matter if you're developing web apps, desktop apps, mobile apps, cross-platform apps with any framework, any language, they have you covered. I use them personally in all of my applications, and I know you will simply love them. Head to syncfusion.com forward slash merge conflict to learn more about all the amazing controls and productivity tools that they'll give you, including like Excel, word processing, PDF processing, and so much more. Syncfusion.com forward slash merge conflict to learn more. And thanks to Syncfusion for sponsoring this week's pod. All right, Frank, listen, listen, before we get into the Apple event, I got to do a quick shout out, quick shout out. Oh, okay. I love shout outs. Follow up or shout out? Who's the shout out to? This is a shout out to the entire .NET team because .NET 8 RC1 is out, baby. Burr, 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 burr. Oh, I missed that announcement, darn it. Okay, well, that's good. That means we're out of preview 30 or whatever. I, I got mm-hmm. tired of the previews after a while. So for, for previews, I do .NET 9. Haha. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that's great. Uh, excited for ARC. I still got to play around with some of the uh, native AOT stuff on the Mac, Macintosh. Yeah, there was a whole bunch of new things, I think, for iOS even announced too. But head over to the, the Donut blog to learn more about that. Uh, I know the new version of Visual Studio will be out by the time this podcast out. That's how I'm getting and acquiring my versions of .NET. I'm actually on RC2 already because, again, like Frank, we like to live precariously through downloading random installers on the internet, <laughs> get those hot bits. But anyways, it's out it's got a go live license, which is very exciting, which means that pretty much it's supported in the box, out of the box, whatever it is. But I'm basically retargeting everything to .NET 8. I'm super excited about it. I'll be doing some live streams upcoming on my YouTube, youtube.com forward slash James Watson Magno. Uh, and I'm sure Frank will be playing around with it on his Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Frank Kruger. <laughs> All right, Frank, let's get into it. I talked about it on our Patreon uh, <laughs> exclusive podcast, which you can find at <laughs> patreon.com forward slash Emerge Conflict FM or in the show notes where if you want exclusive bonus content. I listened to a bunch of podcasts, Frank, and all they do for the first five minutes of their podcast is shout out about the bonus stuff, blah, blah, blah. And we yeah. don't do that enough. We hardly ever. So anyways, if you want to support the show, patreon.com forward slash Emerge Conflict FM, <laughs> Frank gets half of that. Did you know that Frank gets half of that money? I haven't paid him in three years, but he gets half of that money. It's accruing. Yeah, I, I assume if I hired a lawyer or someone to go bust your knees, I could get some money, but it's cool, man. I, I, I Theoretical money is just as good as real money. It may pay for one Apple Watch Ultra, oh God, two, don't say perhaps. It. I'm just saying. Uh, anyways, you can find exclusive content over there. Let's get into it uh, by first going by favorite feature of the entire, of anything, anything, anything in the entire one and 28 minute breakdown. I have two favorite features. One, I cried in the very beginning. That's my oh. favorite feature. Apple tearjerker. Second favorite feature. You're not going to believe this, Frank. Plugging an external hard drive into your iPhone as you record a video that is saved onto the external drive. <laughs> I'll never use this feature, but it is the coolest freaking thing 
that I ever thought about and it's out there and they did a great video. It's kind of cheesy actually, but they did a great video explaining the entire feature. That is my number one feature. I think that I saw them demo of the entire iPhone Apple watch event. What about you? Interesting. Interesting. Um, we should talk about that more, but I want to say mine before I forget, you know how there's like, um, there's a feature I like, but I'm a little embarrassed about. And then there's a feature I hate because I got a little bit Sherlocked on this one. And mm. so I have a nemesis feature. But do you know how because it's a nemesis, you kind of like it too? Because I'm being Sherlocked, that it's obviously something I'm into. So which one should I say? I'm going to go with USB-C. I'm going to stick with boring, everyone. USB-C is here for the iPhone. It's actually kind of exciting because it sounds like they're actually putting a real USB controller in there. There was always like, you know, kind of iPhone could read a few devices. It could act like a host. It could act like a, a little, um, I forget what the other one's called, peripheral or something like that. Mm. Um, but now with the USB-C, I guess Europe is making them <laughs> put a USB-C in there. And uh, they're, they're, they're throwing in other good hardware to go with it. So I'm actually going to say the USB-C in the iPhone. Now, is it enough to make me buy a new iPhone? We'll save that for the end. Well, no, I think it's a great point, too, because Heather and I were recently on holiday and we had this conundrum, which was like we had Android phones for a remote. We, we like use it for data um, with the eSIMs just because we kind of like to separate iMessage and stuff. It kind of iMessage gets funky with eSIMs and trying to get it working on eSIMs. It works mm -hmm. fine, but you just kind of have to know what to do. So we just like a separate phone for data and then we'll just keep our iMessage all aligned on Wi-Fi. But what we had is we each had our iPhone, we each had an Android phone, but then also Heather had her iPad, which was USB-C. <laughs> but then we had like our, our iPhones, which are lightning. And then we had our Android phones yeah. that were USB-C. I'm like, what a weird. And then we also had our, we had our Apple, our Apple watches, uh, which yeah. are also just like normal USB. And like, we just had dongle city. I'm like, this is such a weird conundrum, even between Apple devices and Google devices. Like, I am ready for the great convergence, Frank. It's happening. Yeah. And I'm sure it won't last forever, but I bet you we'll have like a good five, maybe 10 years of everyone just having USB-C everywhere. My car has USB-C, so please let's not have USB-D. We just, we don't need it. We don't need it, USB people. Um, <laughs> I'm excited because it's just a better connector, obviously. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the dongle city is terrible. I did learn one cool thing. Uh, your little watch charger can also charge your AirPods. It just snaps what? on and yeah. Oh. So you only have to carry one charger for those. I do recommend getting That's a cool. USB-C one though. Uh, they charge faster. They have like quick charger ones and you can oh, quick charge. Very cool. Well, I'm sorry, probably oh. not your watch, <laughs> but you know, other people's watches could probably quick charge. Well, one thing also, I don't know how you, this feature Sherlocked you, by the way, but I will say that Apple actually did officially Sherlock me 100%, by the way, which was they oh. announced previously that like the iPad could like connect to different or iOS 17 could connect right. to different Bluetooth devices. Now the watch can, the Apple Watch Series 9, it can connect to cadence sensors and when you right. connect to a cadence sensor and start a workout, it will automatically display on your iPhone or your iPad automatically, which is exactly what my application uh, does. And I know it's going to be a nice popover or dynamic island. Yeah. It's going to be beautiful. I'm very excited, which to me, I was telling Heather, I said, 
this is the not the first time, but it is basically the time that I think we should buy new watches. Now we have a Series Three, um, which we didn't get that long ago, maybe three years ago or so. So it's not that old, but it was like when they were still selling the Series Three, but the Six had come out or Five had come out. They're like, right. hey, we should probably buy the new one. I think fault detection was just announced, and I was like, I don't know <laughs> if it warrants the yeah. price we got these for like a hundred bucks. And they've gone for three, three and a half years. And that's been really good. However, now I feel like I am missing some of the important features from that video. The video that they started the entire uh, thing out with, which I think you paid less attention with, uh, to I cried twice today. Uh, Heather cried oh my once. Were stories. They're deep. Apple knows how to connect with people. And at the end of the video, which was real life stories about how Apple devices save people's lives, which you know, there's plenty of devices that saves people's lives, but they just know how to tell a story. And I'm a sucker for a story. And it's an emotional bond for me. And I was like, I need to go buy every single new Apple device ever right now because it's going to save my life. No, not because of that, but also because on my Apple Watch, there's a big, <laughs> here's the real story. There's a huge <laughs> gaping hole in my Apple Watch because I literally took a fall on my bicycle, which I probably told on this podcast before, and I busted open my chin. And there was no fall detection. There was no contact and emergency. There's no anything because the series three series nine, I think finally I'm like, I think I can go in for the whatever $400 and just, I should just buy it basically yeah. and just get everything. The heart rate stuff. I'm getting older. I'm not getting any <laughs> younger, Frank, I'm not getting any younger. I just, just go all in and just buy it. Series nine, baby. Well, I, I I think you should go series nine just to get that iPhone detector radar thing. Yeah, you, you need like the new chip so you can actually. It's it's like find my phone, but closer. It can be farther away, and it actually works. Mm-hmm. I don't. Um, you know, the trick with all that kind of stuff is let, let's take fall detection. Let's let's actually talk about it. Um, the iPhone does it also. And so it's tricky. Like, do you exercise with your phone or with your watch or things like that? Um, I I always have my phone on me, so I can pretty much rely on that for if anything really terrible happens to me. I'm kind of clumsy. I fall over all the time anyway. So um, we'll see. Like, uh, I, I, I'm a little like, I'd be afraid of it on the watch, even though I think my watch might have it. But like, it pops up the emergency thing and you have to dismiss it pretty quickly or else it will call emergency services. I've actually, I've butt dialed the police a few times with my phone. Oops. And I always felt terrible about it. But yeah, I, I, I would say it's definitely a good upgrade from the three. I was always shocked that you got the three at the time that you got the three. <laughs> and so I would say it's going to be a big, um, big upgrade for you. But are you willing to spend more than $100 for a watch? Yeah, I think so. I think it's fine uh, in general okay. that I want, I want, when I bought the three, it wasn't the most modern. It wasn't the best and the latest, which meant that. I was buying it at a reduced price to see, do I even want an Apple watch? I never had an Apple watch. I don't even wear a watch. I don't even, neither of us wear a watch. Well, should we even wear a watch? Will it be useful? And it was a good trial experiment to say, oh, I actually do like this device. I like tracking Mm -hmm. the workouts. I think that this gets me motivated. Now it's three years later. It's like, oh, okay, let me invest in something that will last me hopefully four to five years. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I think it will. The nine for sure. I mean, my, and, mine is a six and it's already lasted almost that. 
Almost three years. Yeah. So you're good. So like, that's the question. It's like, will you get the 10 or the 11 or whatever it is that'd be there. Now, the cool part is this also has the double tap, double click, double tap, double tap, double tap with the new neural engine, four cores of neural engine to double tap. They're going to check your heart rate, your blood flow, your position, your uh, the moon phase, and then you're going to double tap. I'm a little worried. I've written uh, watch apps and they're like, it, it does what the main button in the app does. I'm like, how do you designate what the main button in an app is? I, I, I'm just like, I guess the apps I always write are too complicated or have too many buttons, but I never have a single button app. But if you have a single button app, you gotta, you gotta look to make sure you're supporting double tap. Yeah. It's I, cool. I like it. My thought on the series nine is if, you, the series, whatever is working for you is totally fine. And mm-hmm. that this is just a new version. It, you know, if you, if you want to get in, you can get the latest one, you get the older one. To me, it's, there's nothing in the series nine that's like, I want to get it because of this. I think it's because, oh, there's now six years in between mine and the other one that there's a bunch sure. enough of features that are in the box now that I'm like, oh, this makes sense for us to get. Um, I do like the cadence sensor built in. I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. But, like it's still just a watch. It looks like my watch is probably a little bit bigger yeah. than my watch, but I was talking to Fritz earlier on our one-on-one and I said, we were talking about this watch and I said, I think that I will use this watch exactly how I use the current watch, which is yes. three things, three things, Frank, one, what time is it? Two, start a workout three. What time does the sunset tonight? Because it's got, I got that watch face that gives you the, yeah. the 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 twilight daylight thing, and you can use the the crown. That's my favorite watch face. But my watch face is generic. If you're watching it on the YouTube's, it's just the fitness one. It's like that's all I care about. That's all I care about on my watch. I don't use mm-hmm. any app, maybe a timer on occasion to make <laughs> coffee, but everything else it doesn't matter. I just want to use it as a watch and a workout device, and oh. hopefully it saves my life. But if you get the new one, we could be walkie-talkie buddies. We could walkie-talkie each other. I go walkie-talkie you right now. Can you? I mean, it works 1% of the time, but that's one of the features I'm always a little sad about. Yeah, it's tricky. Like, I I don't see a big upgrade path for me um, from the 6 because they are mostly incremental improvements. I have most of the nice, fancy, fun features and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but for you, 100%, go for it. Now, that Ultra 2, I think you should get the Ultra 2, though, James. <laughs> just just saying. Uh, I, I, I actually really love the Ultra. It's a little bit big, but... Um, a little? You're going to splurge and you have giant arms. Get that Ultra. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Well, here's, here's my final thing here. Um, on... The watch, yeah, I agree that like it's not a momentous upgrade. And I think the same for you is like totally fine. I've seen people with the Ultra. It's a very big watch. I am not out in the wilderness with in hiking <laughs> crazy mountains overnight. Like that's not anything that I want to do ever in my life. Hmm. Um, if you are a person, then I think the Ultra is great. Uh, I don't really know what the yeah. difference between the Ultra and the Ultra 2 is. Did they really say? I guess it's like better. It's better. Yeah, honestly, I'm I'm trying to review in my head because without like reading off the material from Apple here, I'm sure the screen got brighter. They they were talking a lot about nits. Nits. From one nit to eight billion nits. So many nits. Um, but gosh darn it if I don't remember one other feature change in it. <laughs> they, 
they spent very little time on the Ultra 2 and very little time on the SE, which also got upgraded well, as well. So You just reminded me. I, I've, I totally forgot you were asking what's my favorite part of the whole show. Let me tell you what my favorite part of the whole show is. It's when they talked about Mac. And they're like, remember Mac? We have a laptop. Remember Mac? Remember that and we have thing? a computer. Go get them. They're good. Anyway, moving on. I love the Mac section. It was hilarious. <laughs> Uh, why did they even they did. do it they they don't even normally i i don't do i have now i have to review past september uh things why 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 mention it but they did also remind us that the vision pro also exists and developers should be working on it because developers are getting into labs that i can't get into other developers um yeah. but i i thought that was funny just mentioning like i they must have spent more time on the ultra 2 than on mac but the mac part was hilarious just because like remember mac I do remember that. Like, well, Tim was like, before we get to the new stuff, let me remind you that we make another device. It's called a personal computer and you can get it and you can put it in your lap. I, people say, people have it, said, it's great. It's I the best 15 it, inch laptop ever. It's the best. It, it may not save your life, but it may make you cry during the mother nature video. I hope you didn't cry during the mother nature video. I, I, you know, I appreciate everything Apple's doing and big tech companies are doing in the carbon neutral, carbon negative movements and and doing for our environment. Our environment's crap. And we're not we're it's all bad stuff, right? And I think it's actually Heather and I were talking about tonight. It's actually great that these devices are lasting longer than ever before, right? Because it's like, you know, all this mm-hmm. e-waste and all this other stuff. No, Apple has great, you know, recycling programs, which we do, but nothing can be one hundred percent recycled. And most plastic is not recycled anyways. Not that devices are made of plastic, but you know what I mean. But I thought that the skit, um, I think Miguel loved it. Miguel, uh, on Twitter, at least. I don't know. Maybe he was being facetious, but I was like, I could do with less of this. I don't know. I I uh, I could do with less of this skit. You know, y'all having fun. But uh, I thought I thought the stuff that they were saying was great. Like Apple's doing all this great stuff. Maybe that's the only way to connect to people. But I was like, "Eh, I could do with about 10 minutes less of this. Just saying. Yeah, um, I, I thought it was okay. At 2x, it was okay. It was tolerable. But um, there were long, awkward silences even at 2x. So I had to imagine what those were like at 1x. Yeah. Um, Apple's a big company doing manufacturing. Like a lot of their suppliers, like they only mention their suppliers in one part. Like, yay, Apple, you have a fancy office building and it's technically carbon neutral because he planted some trees. Great. But like your suppliers are building these things, assembly is taking time. So they say really big numbers. I honestly don't know whether to be impressed or not. They certainly seem impressed with themselves and comparing themselves to other people in the industry. They seem impressed with themselves, but um, I can't judge. I, um, I, I, I just, the numbers don't mean anything. Even when like, uh, Mother Nature said 83 million and they're like, no, 83 billion or whatever the number was. Mm. Um, I'm like, well, doesn't mean anything to me. I don't know if it's a million or a billion. Um, so I think if Apple does want to keep complimenting themselves, they have to make it a little more clear what any of these numbers mean and what? compare themselves. Like, say, what does a chip cost in trees? Well, if you're interested, you can download the 114 page environmental progress report from Apple, cool. um, which is on the apple.com forward slash 
I take uh, it back, James. I will watch a skit anytime instead of reading a hundred page PDF environment. 114. Please, please do all comedy skits. Thank you, Apple. I didn't mean Um, to critique that at all. Uh, yes. You know, one thing, the shout out that I think was really good is that, that to me, the standout, at least that I took was that they're shipping less things by planes. So that's really good. It's better for the environment. And they're also no longer using leather, which is also good too. They're using non-leathery things. Uh, I don't need cow on the back of my phone. I don't need leather. Mm-hmm. You need leather. It's fine. So that's good. So it's those are the two things that like, stood out. Yeah. The, the container ship has to be crazy math though because container ships are huge polluters so that's that's some kind of aggregate math they're doing there anyway yeah good apple (laughs) well that's why you can you can't even pre-order an iphone at at the time that we're recording by the time this is out you can yeah they're like oh you can't you can't even pre-order yet because it's on a boat it's on the thing with boats they take a long time if you get on a plane it takes it's much more expensive by the way to get on a plane See what i wish they would do they should announce like a blimp or something like a blimp would be efficient and Hydr- it would be faster. Yeah. No, it yeah, doesn't yeah. have to be hydrogen. <laughs> Could be though. What is the Goodyear blimp made out of? Is this, is, is it hydrogen? I guess it's a hydrogen. I don't want to talk out of turn, but I mean, all the good blimps and Zeppelins were hydrogen. Why wouldn't they be hydrogen? You need something they lighter explode. than air. That's no, they don't explode. If you light them on fire. Don't do that. Because what do you put in balloons? Hydrogen, right? Well, helium, if you want like helium. a helium balloon. Helium. But helium is extraordinarily expensive. And that's why we don't make helium blimps. Usually. I don't know. I'm not I'm not I'm not all up to date on my blimp business. But uh, you know, they're vaguely safe. Just don't just don't use flammable paint. <laughs> Don't light a cigarette around them. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, let's not do that. All right, iPhone 15. Let's get iPhone into 15. it. Which one are you buying? Oh, I'm not buying any of them. But if I were to buy one, I would get the titanium because, of course, I want titanium. Where do you think the titanium comes from? We're, we're all talking about we're talking about sourcing today, James. Sourcing. Titanium comes from like Russia. Where else can you buy titanium? I'm sure it comes from other places in the ground and from space, too. I mean, because you put it in space, it's got to come from space as well. No? It's not quite how all that works, but sure. Earth has plenty of stuff. It just all fell to the bottom of it, and we can't get to it. Um, Anyway, uh, the Titanium Pro looks gorgeous. Uh, Hey, you know, this is a fun opportunity to tell you about a mistake I made while programming. I uh, was designing an app and I was doing all my testing on an iPad Pro and the app was running great, James. And then I'm like, you know what? Before I send this out to beta testers, I should make sure it's working okay on my phone. And I put it on my phone and it's running at half the speed of what it was running at on the iPad Pro. I'm like, oh, I totally forgot how fast iPad Pros are. (laughs) It's like a little laptop (laughs) chip in there. And like um, the iPhone is fast, but it turns out um, it's not quite as fast as the iPad Pro. And one of the parts that was actually slow was the neural engine. And so I appreciated what they announced for the new iPhone is that the neural engine is 25% faster. And that's a pretty big deal. 
25% is a lot of percents. It's still not the 50% that I lost going from the iPad Pro to the iPhone, but hey, I'm going to take that 25% and that'll be good for all the uh, consumers who get it because everyone's just putting everything into a neural network anyway these days. You're, you're going to want that neural engine. I agree, 100%. Uh, yes, I think that the iPhone 15... So it's really interesting. iPhone 15, iPhone 15 Plus, which is the bigger one, then iPhone 15 Pro and Pro Max. Now, yeah. pretty much for all intents and purposes, the iPhone 15 and 15 Plus uh, still only have two cameras, but they get a lot of features from the iPhone 14 Pro, like the dynamic island, like some um, you know increased 48 megapixel main camera. They get more focal point. They get Crazy. Two, like, telephoto, all sorts of good stuff, right? I, I, I hate talking about the camera, but we have to talk about that one real quick. Um, 48 megapixels, ridiculous. I remember when Nokia did it years ago. Um, mm-hmm. They did announce one interesting thing. Like, uh, they're definitely splitting the color and the luminance uh, sensors. And the luminance is only going to be measured at one quarter of that scale. And then they're going to be using the uh, color sensor to enhance the photo. So they're doing uh, fun, tricky photo um, computational photography stuff with it. Um, but they also announced that they're somehow going to fit that into a small file size because if you do the math, 48 megapixels costs a lot of megabytes. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what they're going to do with their heek or heef format <laughs> to store these files. I'm sure it's going to be interesting. They did specifically say that, too. They're like, oh, just so you know, like these files will be shareable with your friends <laughs> and family. We swear. And you're like, oh, <laughs> Apple. Um you know, this gets the A16 Bionic chip, which is also great. Obviously, it gets the uh, 2x optical zoom. It does get the emergency SOS via satellite, the crash detection. One of the major features that they announced for all the new phones is the roadside assistance via satellite, which I actually thought was mm-hmm. very cool. So if you're out and about and you have AAA or you sign up for a package, they will automatically just dis- disperse a uh, roadside assistance to you when you're out in the middle of nowhere. And that's actually pretty, pres- you know, pretty great if you're doing cross cross country um, drives. But additionally, if you're live in the Pacific Northwest, like me and Frank, we often cross through the Cascades and through the Cascades, there is zero uh, <laughs> reception. Now, that being said, one thing I will say is that the USB-C that is available on the iPhone 15 and the 15 Plus only supports USB 2, not USB 3. Okay? <laughs> so it's okay. Who who plugs in their phone for data anymore? That's true. Yeah. Ever? That's true. It's a power yeah. plug. It's a power plug. That's true. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, that's Okay, true. so that's we true. we transfer it when we upload apps, so I mean, we could probably benefit from some USB 3 action over there, but USB 2 seems fast enough for transferring apps and things like that. Yeah. Sometimes a random file. But for all intents and pep purposes, like, you know, there's some features that it doesn't have, like it has Wi-Fi 6, not 6E, you know, it has um, it doesn't have thread networking built in. If we're just talking nope. about Wi-Fi, okay. crazy devices, it doesn't have, um, I guess it has most other things, it's got most of the things, right? It's got most of the things <laughs> in there in general. 
I will say that I think that the glass looks really nice. It's like a color infused glass that they did. So that to me reminds me of like a really high end, like Nordic design, you know, glass <laughs> company or something like that, or like blown okay. glass where it's like infused with color. So it looks cool. It looks like a really yeah. nice device. But honestly, yeah, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, you're not gonna. Why would you buy it for seven ninety nine with for two hundred dollars more? You can get the pro. You must get the pro. Ah, I mean, two hundred dollars here. I, if, if the fewer lenses, honestly, I don't need three lenses on my stupid phone. As much as I love the I, depth, what? depth and all that. No, you need the three X <sighs> or five X, and additionally, you need an action button, <laughs> Frank. You need an action button. It's programmable. Action. It's programmable. Action button. You so they finally it. admitted. Admitted that hardware buttons are good, but we lost our hardware button, so we got a new hardware button on the side. And it can do one thing and one thing only. Actually, as developers, we should look into that because I am curious um, if any app hmm. can register to uh, receive uh, notifications from that button. That'd be good. That'd be cool. Yeah. I'd like to set my apps up uh, as button apps. Uh, can I tell you about the feature I feel like I got Sherlocked on, even though I technically didn't? Okay. Um, uh so i didn't get sherlocked because i have yet to release the app that i've been working hard on that um does the feature that they're doing did you catch their mention of spatial video with the new iphone uh no i did not no he did not oh so iphones for a while now with their 8 billion cameras and their depth things and all that are able to take depth maps along with mm. um, the image that they're taking, the color image that they're taking. And they do that for like portrait effects and changing where the uh, focal point is and things like that. Mm. Fun features, fun, fun features. Uh, well, they're going to start doing that with video. Oh, and cool. that'll be fun because in Vision OS, you can then render that video in 3d and the person will mm. feel like you're right there in the photograph well i've been working on the exact same app except mine doesn't rely on um the data coming from the camera itself it uses a neural network to figure out the depth data uh just mm. from the image itself so it's a little less reliable but it works for any video or any image and i didn't have the clever idea of calling it uh spatial video spatial video i like that yeah that's pretty cool i didn't catch that one in general i think that i'll have to go back and watch that i think the things that i was more drawn into obviously was the USB-C stuff but additionally like they're really into the tiny titanium build right it's all there in the a17 pro ray tracing i don't know if you have you heard about ray tracing frank it's a it's a feature and they have it now on the iphone 15 the thing that i i believe is the most important feature of the iPhone 15 Pro, which is only available on the Pro Max, is the 5X optical zoom option, which means I will not be buying an iPhone 15 because the Pro Max is too big of a device. I don't want that in my life. And as we know, Frank, Heather gets a new phone every three years and I get her three-year-old device. So which means that by the time she upgrades, my phone is six years old. So that's like a good thing. But I will, I'm assuming next year with the iPhone 16, the non max version will get the five X and then the, the pro max will get a seven X or whatever optical zoom option in general. I was like, when's my iPhone going to replace my, you know, Canon 
you know, with my, my lens on it that I have. Over I, I, I still don't know exactly where they're fitting all these lenses because like, okay, a seven, two X fine. Three X, maybe five X. Where's all the glass going? There's Didn't glass I? involved to make all that work. Got some uh, nice glass manufacturing over there at Apple. So good on yeah. them. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't carry. I can't carry a Max around or a Plus. I don't want the Plus or a Max. I want the Mini back. Mini. Back, tiny, tiny phone. Ooh, whatever happened to the iPhone Mini? It's like it was here one day and gone the next. That's a great I think device. maybe just every five years we'll get a small phone when... Mm. Tim Apple is feeling generous. Yeah. Um, anyway, I mean, I think the pro is a good. There's like there's some features, pro features. You got some stuff as fast. It's made of titanium. It's titanium, Frank. It's in outer space. Outer space. Well, the, the one thing that they mentioned with the Nasty. titanium that I felt was a little interesting was that they said repair was more easy, less difficult. How do you phrase less that? Less glass. Less glass. Yeah, well, they also said something about the layout, too. So I'm curious. Um, I, I really can't wait to see some um, I fix it teardowns and things like that of it. Yeah, I'd like to see how the if the titanium one differs from the other 15s or if it's uh, 15 versus like 14. I'd like to see that. Yeah, that'd be nice to know how that teardown actually works in general. I mean, it does make some sense because I always feel like glass is scary to take apart just in general so if there's no glass then that could be better uh for the teardown in general uh how would you rate this event frank i'll give it a b plus it's it's a standard apple event they had their drone shots everything was an incremental upgrade um mac was no upgrade reminded us vision exists and then it was uh, incremental upgrades, I would say. I mean, the phone's looking good. The phone's in good shape. Um, I, I did immediately text my friend because I was a little bit late to the show. I forgot it was happening at 10 a.m. And I was like, oh, please tell me that there's a second screen on the iPhone or a solar panel recharger on the back. No. And we didn't get either of those. So, you know, it's just another incremental year. One of these days, the iPhone will improve. <laughs> the, you know, I was when I was talking to first, I said, I think that phones in general are kind of like an every three year device. Hopefully watches are every four to five years. And that's OK. We talked about it earlier mm -hmm. in the pod. I think that's OK. Yeah. You know, there are some people that will buy it every single year, no matter what. They just want the latest and greatest. And that used totally to be fine one too. Yeah. yeah, and it, then it used to be like, oh, every other year, right? Because you have the S year and the non-S year, and you were either on the S or the non-S. And then after that, now I think Apple's kind of expecting it every three years. And, you know, I listen to a lot of the MSNBC people like, oh, well, it doesn't the people don't upgrade and this and that. It's like you have mass, you know, you have mass. When you have mass, it's like it doesn't matter if only 50% of the people are upgrading compared to like before, if 80% were, but it's the same number. It's still the same, you know, dollar amount at the end of the day. And and then the other thing is you have more watches, you have more services. You, I just got the email from Apple that the Apple TV Plus is going up. But guess what? I'm going <laughs> to keep it because I'm watching. I just finished Silo. Have you watched Silo? Uh, no, I think you told me to watch it also. I totally forgot. I'll have to put it on. So good. And I missed out. the And people are like, Silo is so two months ago, two, 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 three days ago. Uh, anyways, <laughs> I just started watching based off a book. I don't read books. Books are stupid, um, but also great. 
I'm a supporter of books. I'm not against books. I just don't read books. I mean, I guess just I read a few books. Ones. Yeah, just not the stupid ones. Um, Silo, great show. I'm also watching Invasion, which is an alien invasion mm-hmm. story. Okay. It's more about story of non-aliens. I'm I'm into it because I'm I'm like committed. Like the first few episodes like really pulled me in. Now I'm just committed. I got to watch the rest of it. Anyways, Silo, super good. And then there's After Party, which you've never watched Ouch. After Party. That's a great show. Anyways, Apple's like, hey, you're we're raising what the rates. Thing, you're, you're doing what Tim Cook did. You, you just slip in these little Apple TV announcements and ads. Like, I think they announced like morning show or something was coming they out. They did. Like during the event. But they just slip them in. They're like, they're, they're not going to do uh, a section on the Apple TV. I think it's just, just a little. Funny. Just a little slip and slide. It was great. Um, <laughs> um, but besides that, I want to remind everyone, iOS 17, watchOS 10, dropping the 18th, which is the day this podcast comes out. So you can upgrade that. And if you have an Apple laptop, I don't know if you you know, Apple makes laptops and desktops. I don't know if you've heard of that. They run a operating system called the Mac OS and Sonoma Mac will be available OS? on Macintosh. Oh. Macintosh. It's named after the Apple. Macintosh Apple um, and Sonoma, which is not named after Apple's, um, will be available on September 6th, 26th. So you got a little bit longer to wait on Sonoma. I think I'm still two OSs back. I feel like I don't update my Mac OS device because. I don't know. Well, I I've, been, I've been running the betas and they've they've both been fine. Mac and mm. iOS. So I think everything's in pretty decent shape. I'm not too worried. Okay. Live your life. Right? Live your life. Um, all right, that's going to do it for this week's podcast. You can check us out on the internet. Uh, uh, oh, I guess I should also tell you my rating. A minus. I thought that the tear jerker opening, fantastic. What a great video. Okay. <laughs> I thought the cinematography, the drone footage, fan- they literally shot, I don't know how they did it. They literally shot a segment on like a San Diego pier. Like they're like, oh, we're just yeah. on this pier. And like, we're just going to shoot this video and like people are like fishing in the background. I was like, well, how do you even do this? Is everybody an actor? I don't understand. Brilliant. And then they also like filmed a segment like in Alcatraz or something or like some island thing. What was that? I don't know, but it was amazing. And I was like, dang it, Apple. Why are you so good at making Kino? It's like upsetting. It's like it, ups- <laughs> it physically upsets me that they're so good at all this shenanigans. I'm like, stop it. Stop being so good. It makes me upset. It hurts my soul that you're so good at these stupid marketing videos. And then I rewent back and I rewatched like the WWC keynote. I was like, dang it. Stop being so good at this crap. <laughs> you spent your budget. No wonder the iPhone costs so much and the Apple Ultra is like $7.99. You spend so much on this freaking video. Anyway, it's super good. They really have it nailed down. However, that being said, the drone footage, you can only use that for so many years, Apple. Tim yeah. Apple. If you're listening, you I think you're at your limit. Like this year was peak. It was peak. Dro- they literally uh-uh. threw, they flew a drone through a window in Alcatraz into the Alcatraz building. Peak drone. Peak drone. Peak drone. A, I'm already over drones. So I think peak was last year. B, <laughs> yeah. we haven't seen anything yet. Like from now on, all Hollywood is going to be drone shots. There's not going to be one steady cam at all. <laughs> the, the, the dolly is gone. It's all drones whipping around doing circles. I, well, from Apple's uh, keynote today, 
my understanding is that everything in Hollywood is just going to be shot on iPhone 15 Pro Max. That's because <laughs> it's pro raw footage that they can take from USB and they're like, oh, just edit it really quick, right? Boom. Yeah. Aces. They do aces now. It, it's okay. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. It's math. They're very happy with their math. All right. You can check us out on the internet, twitter.com uh, slash James Montemagno slash program slash merge conflict FM. You can find Frank on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Frank Krueger. You can find me on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash James Montemagno. You can find the podcast. If you're listening to us, you could have enjoyed viewing our beautiful faces at youtube.com forward slash at Merge Conflict FM. It's in the show notes. Check it out. Uh, you can subscribe on all of your favorite podcast apps and on YouTube. And you can leave comments. You can rate. You can subscribe. You can share it with a friend. You can also become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com forward slash Merge Conflict FM. Or if you want any of these things, go to Merge Conflict FM. That is a domain name that we pay $100 a year for. Frank, $100 a year. Thanks to our Patreon supporters. We can get exclusive bonus content. That's going to do it for this week's Merge Conflict. So until next time, I'm James Montemagno. And I'm Frank Krueger. Thanks for watching and listening. Uh, Peace.